This is the Sports on Tap Brothers podcast. George and Sammy want you to always remember, sports are fun. Let's rock. All right, we are live. And we just had me on the screen setting up. And we had me... uh, Looking at the three picks, George. We had Victor Wembanyama, the second Brandon Miller to the Hornets, and number three Scoot Henderson Scoot to the Blazers. Is that official now? Yes. They already they, they went that fast and picked him. Correct. Damn. So uh, I guess the Hornets took their shot with Brandon Miller at second. Yeah, nice one. Oh, thank you. I've been yeah. waiting for that. Murder all jokes. <laughs> Always a crowd pleaser, man. Big big murder joke guy. Uh, I'm actually surprised they took Brandon Miller. I feel like it's a classic Hornets move of making a bad choice. Yeah. Um, you know, the funny thing is earlier this morning, like Scoot was the heavy favorite to go second. And about an hour before the draft, the odds shifted back to Brandon Miller to go second. So I don't know um, why. I, it's, this is like the case of a team like the Hornets saying, we already have a point guard in uh, LaMelo Ball. We don't need another point guard. But I don't think they're a team that's like in that. Like, beggars can't be choosers, too. You know what I mean? Like, you can't just say, we have a point guard. You guys suck. Like, you need the best player available in the draft. And everyone is saying Scoot might be a can't-miss prospect. Yeah. It's literally just a Charlotte Hornet things to do. You know, I, I really... I really hope, Sammy, I'm sorry. You said it's a Charlotte Hornet thing to do. I don't mean to interrupt you, but you think this will come back to sting them? Nice. Thank you. Thank you. A murder joke and a Hornet joke. What I was going to say is they make a big mistake, like always, and I feel like teams overthink it sometimes. You look at like a team like the Warriors who last year won the championship with their three primary scorers being Steph Curry, Clay Thompson, and Jordan Poole. Yep. Won the championship last year. Um, you look at the way the Suns are building. I'm not saying that it's going to be a win for them, like a championship win, but it is a situation where, you know, they're just deciding, okay, Bradley Beal, Kevin Durant, Devin Booker, three players better than the three players we had last year. Let's roll with it. In my opinion, sometimes that makes more sense than just saying, oh, we have LaMelo Ball, but, like, I don't want to take a generational talent because we have a guard. And I think that's just where the big mistake is. You even look at the Spurs, what they did, what, 25 years ago, Tim Duncan and David Robinson. I know one's a center, one's a power forward, but essentially two bigs Mm -hmm. win won a championship. Like, pick the best player. Yeah, I mean, then you can say you can be the devil's advocate here, and I'm going to just try to do that for a second and say, well, also, if you want to go look back at how things are in NBA history, the only two, like, three-point point guards – to win the championship as the best player since I've been alive are Isaiah Thomas, Magic Johnson, and Steph Curry. Yeah. So maybe the Hornets are like, no, we need to go get a wing because that's where the NBA is going. And Chauncey Billups, probably the best player. I guess. He's the MVP of the, the... Yeah, but that team was just weird. It wasn't like... Yeah, I'm just player. saying. Yeah. You said the only ones, not the only ones. Uh, and Kobe Bryant's a shooting guard. Yeah, shooting guard. Brandon Miller's a small forward shooting guard. See, listen, I think, I think Scoot Henderson's kind of a shooting guard, too. He's not like a true point guard like a Chris Paul. There's no true point guards anymore. No, not many anymore. And he's six foot two. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to look at Scoot Henderson here 
once the season starts. And I don't think he's going to be better than Victor Wenbanyama. But I think the initial like push, like his first six months in the NBA with his highlight reels, his athleticism playing in the G League, he's going to make a bigger impact highlight-wise and Victor is the first like couple of weeks of the season. Victor's going to be the best player in this draft, most likely, unless, you know, history, injuries, big man, et cetera, et cetera. But, like, uh, Scoot Henderson just seems like he was the pick at number two, and it's weird that they went with Brandon Miller. I agree. Yeah, don't like the pick. <sighs> Although, with the NBA draft... You can always, like hindsight's twenty twenty. except for the Victor pick, obviously number one pick. Doesn't mean he's going to be the best player from this draft. You never know if injuries, you never know with just how things work out. But with like the Miller versus Scoot Henderson part, there's been a lot of times in life where it's like Greg Oden's clearly the best player and it's Kevin Durant. Or, yeah, it's true. You know, uh, Sam Bowie and then there's Michael Jordan. And, you know, like, the, like a year ago, two years ago, I still think the Warriors – you know, they had a good idea of taking James Wiseman, but maybe LaMelo Ball would have been a better version of Jordan Poole and they would have won multiple championships together. Yeah, like, absolutely. So it's but easy to always say. have turned LaMelo Ball to Chris Paul today. I mean, yeah, I mean, that. <clears throat> I feel like you could get more than Chris Paul for LaMelo Ball. Yeah, you probably do. <laughs> <laughs> you could get more than a 38-year-old point guard, actually. So I don't know. That's where, at the end of the day, I mean, the Warriors, I feel like, for drafting Wiseman second a couple of years ago, just for positional reasons. And I know he was a great prospect, but like positionally they took him over LaMelo. Yes, but when you're the Warriors and you're competing for championships, that's a different story. You're not competing to be relevant. The Hornets are just competing to become a relevant basketball team, and they're not. And I don't think Brandon Miller – hey, Brandon Miller might be great. He might become just as good as Paul George and think he's the GOAT of basketball. But shit, man. Like, yeah, very I, odd statement by him. Very odd. Um, but, yeah, I, overall, I can't say I love the pick by the, by the Hornets at number two. Yeah, I just don't think it was smart. And the reason I don't think it's smart is for one simple reason. I'm not calling myself a draft expert, but there are a lot of draft experts out there, and there's scouts that do this for a living. And, you know, they've pretty much confirmed that if there was no Victor Wembanyama, Scoot Henderson's one of the bigger, like, like number one like, solid number one picks yep. in a long time. Well, they said he would have gone one last year. He would go one next year, and he'd go one the year before, uh, the year after. So, but here's the thing. Do you think this is, is going to be a theory by George? Do you think that Brandon Miller upped his draft stock by talking shit to Michael Jordan? Because Michael Jordan likes when people go at him, and he, he went at him at uh, the workouts, they said. Michael Jordan doesn't give a shit because he's selling the team, number one. Number two is, even when he didn't sell the team, he didn't give a shit. <laughs> and they've been the worst franchise in the NBA since he's on the team. So, he did hit on the LaMelo pick. I know, but they probably would have had Wiseman and been just worse of a pick if it wasn't for the Warriors. True. So, to answer your question, no. I think Jordan Nuggs uh, given up, obviously, on the Charlotte Hornets. That's why he sold them. And I think he doesn't really know how to scout talent obviously and this is actually an interesting you know it's like how they say like all-time greats aren't the best coaches because like they don't know how to like gauge what other people can do and can't do yeah, compared yeah. to them it's like jordan's like go score 50 like yeah. i did it like, go to the basket yeah. attack fearlessly and fly. And dunk on a person yeah. fly 
and then do a spin away fade away jumper just make it at the buzzer it's yeah. like no i can't do that really you can't why not no. yeah i know i know what you're saying man and i, I i'm in agreement there it's it, it's a weird pick but it's odd. Let's talk about number one for a second before we hear the fourth pick. Uh, has the fourth pick been announced? No, they're just talking to Scoot. They're talking to Scoot. Okay, first pick, Victor Wenbanyama, obviously. Generational talent. Maybe the best prospect since LeBron James. What is your expectations for him coming out of the gate? I think we need to like relax on our expectations for the first year. Um, you know... I just don't know if he's gonna be as like physically dominating as somebody like Zion Williamson. You know what I mean? Or LeBron James. He is skin- We've seen some of the skinny guys, like a Giannis, take some. I know he wasn't as big of a prospect as Giannis, but like it takes time to adjust to the strength of this league. So I'm not saying he's gonna average five points, but like you know, I think in the NBA now, if you're good, you can easily dr- average 15 or 20. But I just don't know if we can expect him which I know some people are, to be like an all-star from day one. So, but I do think by year two or three, if he continues the traje- trajectory that he's supposed to be on, uh, we're talking about an all-star year two, maybe in the Spurs competing in three or four years. Well, here's my thing, man. I agree with you in a way, but at the same time, I actually don't... I, it's more fun for me to talk about how amazing he could be. You know what I mean? Like, let's talk about the fun aspect. Because if he is what they project him to be right away, that's way more fun. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go with that projection. I mean, he's seven foot five. I could literally see him making more of a defensive impact right away. And I'm like, if we saw Co- uh, Walker Kessler almost lead the league in blocks this year coming out of Purdue is it Purdue? Yeah, very different sizes. Though. Different sizes, and we got Victor, who's seven foot five, coming into the league. I mean, I could see Victor Wembanyama leading the league in blocks year one. Uh, I don't know. He is very skinny. You think he can guard Jokic? No, but he just puts his hands up. He's going to get blocks. He's going to sit at the rim and get blocks. And he has maybe the best coach, top five coaches in NBA history, underneath him. He's going to be utilized the right way from day one. Yeah, I'm not saying, once again, let me re- like, re-say what I said. I didn't say hold your expectations for him to average f- four points and two rebounds. I'm saying hold your expectations on the averaging 28 and 12. Like, Oh, off the gate? No, yeah. he's not. I, but would you say it would be a successful rookie year if he averages 18 and 12 and four blocks? Yes, 18, 12, and four blocks. He's an MVP candidate, potentially. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, So, like... Obviously, I like that, but at the end of the day, how likely is it that that happens from day one? Like, it's a 50-50 shot just because of the pace of the NBA. The pace of NBA, but I I look at it a little bit differently. This guy's coming out of a Euro League. He's not playing in the G League. He's playing in a top league in the world. Uh, This guy, I'm not saying he's going to be great off the bat, but I am just going to put my expectations there just because of it. it's fun. I want to have fun with this guy because this is the most fun prospect. Like LeBron James is a be- probably the best prospect ever, but this is a fun, more fun prospect. Because we've never seen an alien play basketball. He's seven foot five. His hands are like, like, like a foot. Yeah. He has seven foot five with like almost an eight foot wingspan. That's, yeah, that's he, fun. He's like Giannis. 
and could be almost like what Chet Holmgren might be too. Yeah. Another guy to look out for this year is a potential rookie of the year. I actually think the rookie of the year competition is going to come down between Chet and Victor. I, I do too. The two really tall guys, the two guys that, you know, what's his name? Uh, Victor's played professionally overseas in his French league. And Chet's been training in the NBA for a year. Yeah. So I think those two are going to be the best bets to be the rookie of the years. Um, I actually think Chet might get off to a hotter start because I'm going to just guess the competition at Gonzaga is harder than the competition in the French League, or if not similar, like going to the NCAA tournament. Maybe the NCAA tournament is, but I would say the WCC is definitely not as good as the French League. Not as physical. There's a lot of guys at WCC that can play in the French League. <laughs> Hypothetically speaking. Hypothetically speaking. There's a lot of guys from St. Mary's that make the NBA and a lot of guys from Gonzaga, but and BYU. You know, I'm just going to tell everyone, the listeners, including you, something right now that's very important. I am not an expert in French League basketball. Don't know much about it. Nor am I. One of the Thompson twins just went fourth. Amen. 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 I mean, I don't know if it's an Arabic name, but Asur and Amen. If, Aman in Arabic means safety, so it's probably a very safe pick with the fourth pick. Who has the fourth pick again? The Rockets. The Rockets. Well, the Rockets got an interesting team and uh, with, uh, with Odoku coaching there and Jalen Green, Thompson, Jabari uh, Smith. Uh, Sangoon, their best Sangoon. player. Uh, that's a pretty nice little core to finish 12th in the West. Yeah, I, I don't know how I feel about that team, but I will say something interesting about this um, one of the twins going early. They said this could be the first time in history the two twins go in the lottery at the same time. And what's interesting about this is, out of the first four picks, you have one guy from a French league, one guy NCAA, uh, one guy from the G League, and now one guy from the Overtime Elite League. Yeah. One out of the four top picks went to college. Well, this would be... So I read online, the least amount of players that come out of college in the top five picks is two. So, so and I don't know who the fifth pick is going to be, but if he's not from college, this would be the least amount of picks in the top five from college. I wonder, I wonder what the other ones were. It was, God, I saw it today. I think I have it up for you here. I think I saved it for the podcast on an Instagram post. Uh, flashlight's on, my friend. My flashlight's on. It's just lit in here, bro. I just think that, I don't know. Uh, I'm going to... The Rockets are going to have an extremely athletic backcourt, right. but it's going to be interesting. Are you ready for this? It's happened two, t- four, three times that a top five picks only had two in college. Um, was the top, most of that didn't attend. Co- no, no. Four is the most in the top five that didn't go to college. So 2001, Kwame Brown High School, Tyson Chandler High School, Paul Gasol overseas, and Eddie Curry over, uh, High School. So yeah, but see, this is because of the high school rule. Yeah. So now, without the high school rule, it hasn't happened. Hasn't happened before. Um, probably I, since the high school rule changed, it probably hasn't been more than like two guys. Two guys, it. exactly. Two thousand three, LeBron and Darko. Two thousand four, Dwight Howard and Sean Livingston. Dwight Howard's high school too. That's yep. high school. And two thousand fifteen, Christoph Porzingis and Mario Herzonia. 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 In two thousand fifteen. Okay, so 2015 is the only time it's happened. Yeah. And so, that was two guys. It's already been three. So, and the, so if we see... It's already broke the record. It's been three. It's The most ever is four. I know, but 
That was with the high school rule. Since no, the that high was school not the high school rule. That was in two. Oh, that was a high school rule. Wow, 2001. Yeah, that was a high school rule. Yeah. Yeah, wow. And so was LeBron. So was Dwight Howard. So 2015 with Herzogna and Porzingis. That's two in the top five. Wow, already you're right. three you're, in the top four. You're right. Yeah, yeah. This, is the mo- this would be the most ever outside the high school rule. Yeah, that we've had three out of four dudes not go to college, which is the topic for right now while we're waiting for this next pick is this is uh, the high school or not the high school. The college game is getting really hurt here. I think it will change because of NIL. Now that people can get paid to go to college, you might see more top five picks be in college. Okay, but if you're going to go make a million dollars in college, why don't you just go make a million dollars in G League like Jalen Green and like, and like Scoot Henderson? They might make more money in Too the G sure. League and not go to school. Oh, I want to be an overtime athlete, and I'm going to have these, at these sick facilities. Don't have to go to class. I'm going to make more money. You have no restrictions at all, no yeah. curfews, no uh, grade requirements, nothing. That's a great point, actually. I didn't think of it that way. So, yeah, you're right. Maybe uh, in general, this is going to be the norm from now on. Wow. And fifth, Ashur Thompson goes fifth to Detroit, it looks like. Wow. So okay. two twins win four and five. So let's, let, this is, uh, this is going to be a good, good time for the clips, George, is for the first time in history, since the high school era, four out of the five Draft. Have we ever had four? No, it's always been three. Four. Since the high school era, this is the first time four out. Four out of the five picks did not go to college. The only one was Brandon Miller, who's also part of a murder case. <laughs> and we have a guy from France, two guys from Overtime Elite, and one guy from the G League. Yep. Four out of five guys not went to college. And on top of that, back-to-back, twins being drafted, the first ever twins to go in the top five together and the first ever twins to ever go in the lottery together. Damn. History being made right live on this pod. Really actually crazy if you think about it. Twins going four and five is nuts in the first place. Like, who? what good twins have you seen? Marcus and the Morris twins. We've and seen the, the Lo- Martins. The Lopez brothers. Lopez, the Martins, Caleb and Cody. Um, and the ones from uh, Kentucky. Uh, oh, yeah. What was their names? Not Henderson. Is it Henderson? Oh, come on. Yeah, I, the Kentucky Twins. Yeah. So we've had some Twins. We've never had two go in the top five, let alone in the top 13. So, wow. Okay. So the top five rounds out. Victor Weminyama, Brandon Miller, Scoot Henderson, Amir Thompson, and... Uh, goodness. Ashur Thompson. Ashur Thompson. They does uh, sound like Arabic names. They do. Um, what I, is this, I, I, what I, does this mean for Overtime Elite? This means a lot for Overtime Elite. It means a lot for G League. Uh, it means that we might have to start trying to figure out what's the difference between Overtime Elite and G League. Uh, start watching those and more than college <laughs> basketball. Um, I, it means a I don't know what it means for the leagues. Like, I know the point of these leagues is for people to watch them, but no one's watching them. Yeah. I, I'm sure there are some younger generation maybe, but like, and I'm, I mean, uh, I'm 29, you're 35. It's not like we're old. But we're just so used to only paying attention to those like top high school prospects, like the LeBrons of the world, and then watching college basketball. Yeah, because that's what we're used to, right? I mean, we, I mean, like, other than LeBron James, we haven't really watched high school basketball players, you know? It was like my, it was LeBron James, and before that was just college guys. And then highlights of, like, Zion's. Yeah, and- yeah like YouTube stars. 
So in general, I think in the overtime elite, the G League, they're in a good spot right now. And they're, you know, their executives are sitting there, you know, nodding their heads and saying, see, you don't have to go to college. We'll come and pay you some money. But I just wonder, is that money translating into money for overtime? Is it translating to money for the G League? It must be. I don't know. Not yet, maybe, but it will. If we continue at this pace, you know, I, I was so confused when the overtime elite yeah. thing happened. I was like, this makes no sense. Who's going to go to overtime elite? Like overtime is a cool company. Don't get me wrong for high school clips and, mm. and what they do. I'm not shitting on overtime at all. They, they have a killer team of content creators. Not, not a shot at overtime at all, but it's more just like a fact that who's going to choose to go join this league over joining Duke Duke. Yeah. Or North Carolina or Kentucky and go to these coaches that you know, they can get you to, the NBA when you want to go to the NBA. But, I mean, Overtime Elite just produced the fourth and fifth pick of the draft. Uh, And the G League produced the third pick, and France produced the first. You know who started Yeah, and then Jalen Green went number one two years ago. Two. Number two as the G League guy as well. You know who started all this is Brandon Jennings, though. Remember Brandon Jennings, Milwaukee Bucks, Brandon Jennings? He went to Europe for a year instead of going to college, and everyone thought he was crazy. And he got drafted 13th, I think, overall. Nowadays, if he did that, he'd probably be drafted third. Yeah, there was one more guy recently. He was a top prospect. LaMelo Ball. LaMelo, yes. There was one more. Yeah, one more guy who also played in Australia with LaMelo. Yes, but he didn't end up panning out much. Yeah, he went to the Orlando Magic. Why can't I think of this? I don't know, but he went to the Magic. Who was that guy? He was good, too. He was supposed to be good. I forget his name, but he went to the Magic. Remember he like con- committed to Kentucky for a while or something and then like yeah. last minute decided he's going overseas. He went on the herd. Yeah. And then he decided he's going to Australia. Yep. Huh. I can't remember the name. Me but either. At the end of the day, this is huge for Overtime Elite. This is huge for the G League. Um, and I also find this very interesting for basketball. Outside of Brandon Miller, again, who went to Alabama, which, you know, they've become a good program, but quite frankly, who's watching Alabama basketball that often? Everyone in Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's it, right? Like, are you, <laughs> are you tuning into many Alabama games? This year I did because they were in the NCAA tournament as a one seed. But yeah, but were you tuning in, like, in November to Alabama? No, I'm not even tuning into Duke. And yeah. I, I barely tune into my alma mater anymore because college basketball is so watered down. This is, uh, yeah, this is crazy. And then I don't know if this is good for them to be or bad because – like you're just saying, we don't watch much college like Alabama middle of the year. Who's tuning into G League and Overtime Elite and college and the NBA? Like, there's a lot of these guys that people are like, Ashur and Amir Thompson never watched them before. Victor Wembanyama only seen them on highlights. Yeah. Like Brandon Miller, I saw him in the tournament for a couple of games. Scoot Henderson didn't watch a G League game. Brandon Miller didn't even have a good tournament. He was hurt. Yeah, and going through a murder case. That too. This is I don't know. This is this blows my mind because. Man, I'm so used to like, oh, Jalen Suggs and Chet Holmgren from Gonzaga. And, oh, the Trey Lyles, Devin Booker, Ulyss, and Carl Anthony Towns and Anthony Davis from Kentucky. Exactly. Hey, you know, I just thought of something. If this is the NFL, where would Brandon Miller have gone in the draft? Like after his case? Yeah, because like the NFL, you saw something like Jalen Carter dropped in the draft. And he was like a top, maybe the best prospect in the draft because he got in a car crash that was, you know, bad. But like, it wasn't a murder. It wasn't a murder charge. Like, I feel like the NBA is, NBA has great characters all over. Like, you don't have many problems with players in the NBA. But maybe that's why. That's possibly why. 
maybe there's not as enough as much downtime in the NBA as in college basketball. I think that's maybe what it is. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's interesting because you know uh, you we've all heard the draft combine stories in the NFL and how they treat the players, the questions they ask, the amount they look into the past. It seems like the NBA was like, oh, uh, Brandon Miller. People were like, we liked how Brandon Miller handled the murder case. Yeah, like showed a lot of humility, except for he did a pat down celebration. Damn, dude. Yeah, yeah wasn't uh, smart. Not, not the smartest look. Uh, I will say, number six came in. It was Anthony Black from Arkansas. Okay, hey, college guy. Yeah, the Magic select Anthony Black. He was one of the huge hair, like the Kobe White hair, oh, yeah. the blonde streaks. I'll show you here. See, I don't know if they can see on camera. You know this guy. He went uh, fifth or sixth to the Orlando Magic. All so, right. You know, one thing about all these teams, I think one thing to mention here as we're talking about top six picks, let's start with each team and where they're at. So I think this is interesting. You have the Spurs who do actually have some young talent. Oh, yeah. Sochin is awesome. Sochin. uh uh, Keon, um, not Johnson, Jesus, help me out here. The guy was on the Olympic team. Kalon Williams? No. No. Oh, my God. I sound like an idiot right now. Uh, Keldon Johnson, right? Keldon Johnson. Yes. There you go. They have Trey Jones, Zach Collins. Nothing crazy, but they got two young, good players. And cap space. Yep. And Victor Romanyama now. And then number two, Brandon Miller goes to Charlotte, who has LaMelo Ball. Uh, Miles Bridges is coming back this year. <laughs> uh, another guy that stand-up guy, yeah. Uh, they got an interesting-ass team. Uh, they are, have a decent young roster. We had number three, Portland. Not a young roster, but they do have Anthony, Sim- Anthony Anfer- Sim- Anfer- Anferny, Simmons, Simons, uh, with Damian Lillard. You have, who were number four? Rockets have a young core. Young mm-hmm. core. Number five was Detroit. Very good young core of Isaiah Stewart, James Wiseman. Uh, Kate Cunningham. Kate Cunningham. And then number six to the Magic. The Magic have a stellar young core with, with Fultz and with Palo Banchero and with uh, Jalen Suggs. And, and, and Wagner. Yeah. They, they have another young team. There's a lot of young, good teams that have talent that just haven't really hit a stride yet that are getting these top five picks. Which ones outside of the Spurs? Because that's not fair. Do you like believe in the most here from those six? Oh, the Orlando Magic. I mean, the, uh, Paolo Banchero looks like he's going to be a superstar in this league. Um, just having him. I like Detroit with Cade Cunningham also. Uh, I think Cade's an amazing player. Those two, I, I really believe in their future. The Hornets, man, I, I just can't get behind I mean, the Hornets. Yeah. I can't get behind the Hornets. And, and the Spurs, it's, it's obvious. Like, yeah. they, got, they got Wemby. And they're the Spurs. And so they got, figure it out. They have a good coach, good organization. Um, I will say though, the Rockets, I feel like there's maybe some maturity issues there. Um, but they definitely have talent. I don't know if it's the type of talent I would build for a championship team, but it's impossible to say they don't have a lot of young talent. Oh, they have so much young talent. And I, I mean, if you're a Houston Rockets fan, at least, you know, it's going to be an entertaining team to watch going into next season. Yeah, it will be fun. That's a good side of it. Well, we went through the top five, six. Yeah, should we talk about a little bit about the Chris Paul trade? Let's do it. This is what I'm interested in the yeah, most. Yeah, me too. Chris Paul, two. But first of all, let's start from the beginning. 
Chris Paul got traded to the Wizards. We never talked about that on our podcast yet. For Bradley Beal and some picks. Yep. The Suns have one draft pick through 2027. So they're going all in with Bradley Beal and Kevin yeah. Durant. Well, they own one draft pick. They will have draft picks because yeah. they're swaps. True. They own one. Um, interesting move by the Suns. I, <laughs> to say at least. Yeah. I mean, now, if Chris Paul was always healthy, I would say that's a bad trade. I think they're, what they're banking on is maybe you can get to the playoffs with those three guys and they're healthy, even though Bradley Beal and Kevin Durant don't always stay healthy either. Nope. But... They moved off of Chris Paul, who got waived, who was going to get waived from the Wizards, but instead ends up in a trade for Jordan Poole to the Warriors. Damn. The Golden State Warriors. Starting lineup is going to be Clay Thompson, Steph Curry, Chris Paul, Draymond Green. If Draymond resigns, which he will. Which he will. There's no way they went in on Chris Paul with no Draymond, is how I feel. And then whoever they're, whoever they're going to roll out at a five or at a four. Looney. Yeah, Looney probably. Um, one punch changed NBA history. I mean, if they like win a championship, it changed NBA history. One punch can change NBA yeah. history. It would really change NBA history a lot if Chris Paul ends up winning a championship too with the Warriors. Yeah, and it's funny because like during, was it this year during the game when Draymond, was it Draymond or Steph said, it, it ain't 2014 no more? Steph. With Steph. So it goes to show trash talk on the court doesn't mean you hate each other. Chris Paul and Steph Curry is going to be fun to watch. And if anyone, like, Chris Paul is kind of a dick on the court. Like, if anyone fucks with Steph, you know Chris is ready to, to be behind his back. And Draymond Green. <laughs> yeah, they're going to have a tough team. And Clay Thompson likes talking too, a lot. So they're going to have a, we're going to have a lot of good memes coming out of that Warriors team. We're talking about, like you said, the guys said this ain't 2014 no more. It shows that you know, despite trash talk, whatever it is, you know that Steph Curry had to sign off on this. And you know he did. And you know he did, which means he has immense respect for Chris Paul and his game still. If it was a washed-up player, he probably would say no. But this is a, you know, he, they believe in him, obviously. So we're talking about a, it's, like, very believable that – Steph Curry really wanted this trade. Yep. And Draymond and Clay, all three of them were definitely consulted. Do we trade pool for Chris Paul? They all probably said, please do it. And they're doing it. Um, LeBron's somewhere pissed. Yeah, LeBron's in France at the Louis Vuitton uh, fashion show. With Draymond Green. Yeah. And Draymond's probably like, got you, motherfucker. Here we go again. You come to Golden State? Yeah. That would be something. It's not happening. But I know, it but would that be would something. be something. Uh, this is interesting. I... I Chris Paul's health obviously plays the biggest role in this question mark. Honestly, everybody on the Warriors' health plays the biggest question mark. Absolutely. And the league is so, so deep now because I still think the Nuggets are the favorite. But, man, anyone can win it last, next year. And as I told you earlier today, thinking the David Stern era, there was like eight champions. You had the Celtics, the Lakers, the Pistons, the Spurs, the Bulls, the Rockets. Six champions? Yeah. And the Heat. He was still the commissioner. Of, and, and the Warriors, I think, once. One championship for him was with the Warriors are still there. I'm not, I don't remember the exact But year. since um, uh, Adam Silver took over, you've had the Warriors, you've had the Cavaliers, you've had the Bucks, you've had the Nuggets, you've had the Warriors, you've had the Lakers. Like, you, uh, you've had multiple different championship teams since Adam Silver. The parody in the NBA is actual parody now. 
when the NBA used to be the league of no parity? It used to have none at all. Uh, like, it used to be, for that five-year stretch, it was LeBron or Steph Curry. Absolutely. And I think I have the list. I might have it. If I do, I will pull it up. But if not, uh, forget that I mentioned that I have the list, guys. But it is pretty ridiculous, the parody that's in the NBA. And it's too hot in here. My phone's not even working. So, All right. We're, we're in the middle of Phoenix, Arizona, in a garage. So it's definitely warm. I have lost 10 pounds during this podcast. It's good. Yeah. This is a diet. Well, man, I'm interested to see how this league shapes up with the young teams that we have, with a guy like Victor Reminyama coming in the league. And I'm excited to see what happens with this, with the Phoenix Suns and the Golden State Warriors. I think both those situations are super interesting. The Suns could be a team that scores 130 points a game. I don't know what's going to happen defensively. Probably I, give up 130 points yeah. a game. but And I don't know how far they're going to go. Same with the Warriors. A lot of scoring. Chris Paul tries on defense, but he's getting older. Steph tries on defense. He's not the best defender in the world, though. Clay's not the same defender he was. Draymond still is. But this can be an interesting two teams that are going to be able to score the ball a lot. Absolutely, man. NBA, this league, man. This league. This league. Well, is that all we got today? That's it, man. We'll be back next time. And uh, make sure you stay tuned. Every Wednesday night or Thursday morning, new release of the podcast. We are the Sports on Tap Brothers. And uh, you know what we like to say. Hey, thanks for stopping by.